0: A white man? No!
1: Welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap mm-hmm. and some great news.
0: Yeah, big news. Uh, we heard you and uh, we have started our own little uh, merch store. Woohoo! Yeah, So we've got some fun stuff. Uh, you know, it's like our logo and then just some of our favorite moments from mm-hmm. some of our episodes. And we'll um, keep
1: adding to it. Yeah,
0: we'll keep adding as we go. There's a few things up to start, though. Um, mm-hmm. And if you go to our Instagram, which is mm-hmm. the unsub is a white man, we'll have the link to the merch store in the bio there. So yeah, you can find it.
1: So start uh, wrapping the podcast.
0: Yeah, we're in your ears and now we can be on all your stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah. So exciting. I feel so legitimate. I know. Like a real real. podcast.
0: We're doing this for real now after a full year.
1: The day somebody actually buys something that isn't the two of us, I will just be beside myself. It's going to be so exciting. Uh, well, we have an episode
0: to talk about. It is certainly one of them.
1: It is. Um, I didn't remember it at all. Going into it, and it turns out it's not worth committing to memory. No.
0: <laughs> no, it really isn't. What
1: I did find interesting is that this is an episode ri- written by two women. That makes sense. Mm hmm. Yeah. Just the, like, all of the plot lines in every direction are very women centric. Yeah. They're not compelling. No, they're. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but it makes sense that this is an episode <laughs> written by women. Yes. I don't know. That makes it sound like I'm putting down women writers of criminal minds, and that's not no because they've written some
0: really good ones. Yeah, it's just it just yeah. This it one just, just makes uh, sense. didn't didn't quite hit the mark. No, but yeah, this episode is the crossing. Yes,
1: it originally aired May seventh, two
0: thousand eight. Yeah, I've got to say, I don't understand the title.
1: No, <laughs> it doesn't no. make any sense. Some of them are just like so <laughs> profound. That it goes beyond regular reason and understanding. (laughs) I was
0: just waiting for them to say the crossing at some point in the episode to make it make sense, or for like anything to cross, yeah,
1: something else,
0: state lines, (laughs) perhaps. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Is it just crossing the line in general? Like,
0: I have no idea. I don't
1: know. I'm really reaching to try to help them out here,
0: Uh, but yeah, this one uh, starts out um, in. Are we in? Uh, Sil- is it Silver Spring or Silver Springs? I think it's Springs, plural. Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, but yeah, we're in Maryland. Um, there's a woman who's picking up dry cleaning. Which every time I see it on TV, I, I just forget that that is a thing. Right? I've never do cared. Well, first of all, I don't buy anything fancy. Yeah. I've I've never owned a piece of dry no. clean only clothing, and if I have, I've if I have, I've just it washed in it and
1: I've just yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. If I have owned a piece of dry clean only clothing, I've washed it in the washer anyway <laughs> yeah. and <Exactly>. ruined it. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, then she goes to a pharmacy. There's like some mix up with her insurance, which I think mm-hmm. is only for her to say her name because it's very strange.
1: It's um, it, 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 she's very cagey about people like overhearing her information yeah which is super weird but it also made me think about like how often I like I say my name and my birthday out loud and then just spell it yeah (laughs) like all the things that you you just like automatically give away all this information especially for someone like me who has so many weak passwords all over the internet (laughs) (laughs) if you followed me around for just a few errands you'd be able to crack the code on almost anything
0: anytime I have to give anybody my last name I just immediately spell it because nobody ever spells it correctly Mm -hmm. um But yeah, uh, anyway, uh, her name is Carrie Dersman. She arrives home and there's a letter on the porch with a bunch of flowers. Mm -hmm. And inside the letter, there's just a random picture of a bicep.
1: Yes, there Um, is. (laughs) So she
0: runs to her car and calls someone telling the person on the other end that he found her again. Mm. They're like, oh, yuck. Um, So then we cut over to Hotch and Rossi, and they're speaking at a terrorism seminar in Boston, Mm -hmm. Um, and they're approached by a woman who wants their thoughts on a case. I was like, man, that must be so annoying. Yeah,
1: they have to get bothered all the time. They're like celebrities in law enforcement.
0: Yeah. So she shows them photos of a crime scene and tells a story about this woman named Audrey who murdered her husband and really snidely remarks that Audrey's lawyers are blaming battered woman syndrome. You're like, okay, Alan Dershowitz, chill out. (laughs) It is
1: like, especially in the post Me Too culture that we live in now, it is very hard to swallow watching someone so blatantly trying to like disprove a victim of abuse or being like so rabidly against someone using quote unquote
0: abuse as an
1: excuse. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, she doesn't believe Audrey. She wants their help proving that she's a liar. you're like, I I hate you immediately. Yeah. She's
1: very unlikable. Yeah.
0: And then, um, also the fact that they have a B plot going this early in an episode does not bode well (laughs) for the A plot. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Hodge and Rossi agreed to interview her, but they can't promise that their findings will help the lawyer at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, then uh, Carrie shows up at Quantico to meet with JJ and Prentice. She tells them that she's been stalked for two years, even after moving from Atlanta to Silver Springs. Um they're like, oh well, you know, we don't know if we can do this, and you're like, you can't because the FBI doesn't handle this kind of case, right? Okay. Yeah, this not this is not something that they would be involved in at all. I don't think the FBI handles stalking cases mm-hmm. because, like, in one of one of John Douglas's books, he like keeps talking about how they should, yeah, because I mean, there's of the, very like eminent escalation of those types of cases, but it's not something that they handle. There's
1: very little that local law enforcement can even do for a stalking
0: case. So I can't imagine they would be pulling the FBI in. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, she gives them three names and they're the people that she suggests they should call when she's found dead. Mm. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then we get a shot of the stalker taping another photo to his like creepy wall shrine that Mm -hmm. he has. He's just like caressing these photographs. (laughs) Gross. Uh, JJ and Prentice present the case to Morgan and Reed. Which it's another instance of them like
1: voting on whether or not to take a case. Yeah. Now they're doing it all the time suddenly.
0: Uh, but, yeah, Morgan doesn't think it's BA, worth the BAU effort because nothing is unless there's, like, 14 dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but J.J. guilts them into taking it because mm-hmm. she's, like, really, really yeah, adamant, like, weirdly is, adamant that they need to take yeah, this you, case it, you th- th-
1: it almost makes you think, like, she is a victim of stalking. Yeah. Or, like, like, like something's some, resonating really personally for her with this, that she's, like, Some really, personal stake in yeah, this case. Yeah. It's,
0: it's strange, almost. Yeah. Uh, then we get our first quote. Author Christian Nes- Nestle-Bovee, sure, mm-hmm. once wrote, no man is happy without a delusion of some kind. Delusions are as necessary to our happiness as realities. Which is very true, I think.
1: It is, yeah. You know, you gotta Delusion's be all- the only thing that keeps me going, really. <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> if I faced my reality,
0: <laughs> whoo. <whew. laughs> Um, so Garcia checks out the, uh, Audrey woman who Hotch and Rossi are consulting on the case for, mm-hmm. and, um, there is like no paper trail of her existing yeah. aside from, I think they said she had a driver's license mm-hmm. and
1: like the birth of her children. Yeah.
0: Like on their birth certificates, yeah. like there's and, no... And no
1: one in, involved in this original case finds that to be a gigantic red flag. No. They think that's normal. No. like,
0: Like, did you just print this stuff out and just hand it to the lawyer? Like, she doesn't have any control over the money, their assets. Mm -hmm. assets. There aren't any other medical records. It's like she's not going to the doctor otherwise. Um, And she's not even the beneficiary of her husband's life insurance because their 19-year-old daughter is.
1: And no one finds that strange. No,
0: no. They're like, no, there's no abuse happening here. I'm like, at the very least, that's blatant financial abuse of this woman. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But yeah, this is
1: like a Britney Spears level of yeah control over someone's control. life. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so Morgan and Reed talk with a local detective who wasn't able to help Carrie. Um, JJ complains about all the red tape and how her job in- involves justifying the costs of the taking a case to the FBI. So I bet she just super loves it when they take the plane <laughs> to Pittsburgh. <laughs>
1: I bet they took the plane from D.C. to Silver Springs, Maryland.
0: <laughs> Hop in the jet. <laughs> uh, Prentice is also like, yeah, this is this is a job for the local cops. This is not an mm-hmm. FBI job. Uh, yeah, but then I she just has this like whole big sob story about like, you know, she there was some other case that she was working on in Denver, which mm-hmm. didn't take a case in Denver, and then the woman was attacked. Yeah, like she had acid, acid thrown, thrown on her or face. Or yeah, And it's like, yeah, that's a really sad story, but that doesn't mean that you have right. to take every case. There are probably more pressing cases than this one. Yes. And that then, is very easily handled by the local cops.
1: And it's terrible that there's not anything that local law enforcement can do until like it escalates to something physically violent. That's terrible. But it's the way the law is set up, and so the BAU can't just decide to do whatever they, well, what am I saying? They decide to do whatever they, yeah, they want do whatever, all the time. The real FBI can right. just
0: swoop in and decide to this do whatever the they want. This is a documentary.
1: They're doing what they, I what I loved in this conversation with the local guy, he's like, and he's not like an older guy. He like looks around the same age as J.J. and Yeah, Prentice. he says he has a sister that's
0: like, yeah, Carrie's, he's like, like sister Carrie's age. I
1: have a sister Carrie's age and if something like this happened to my sister, whatever, whatever. But if the way he talks about it makes it seem like his sister would be much younger. Do you know what I mean? Like w- when somebody talks that way about someone else, and they're like, "Well, you know, I have a kid that age, or I have a brother that age, or I have a sister that age." It always just makes it sound like they're talking about a child. Yeah. So it's very like strange.
0: Significantly younger. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be like. Ah. Oh. I have a sister that age talking about my sister is two years younger than right, me. Right, <laughs> yeah. right.
1: That's like, it. was just a very yeah. stilted way for this guy who's the same age as them to be talking and about someone who's also how near old their age.
0: Carrie, like she can't be that young. Like she's she clearly like she's in her
1: thirties. Yeah, like
0: she clearly like went to college and then went to law school and has a pretty well established yeah. career. So, so she's like, not like
1: she's gotta be in her late twenties at the earliest. Yeah. And this guy didn't look any older than that. So it just, I don't know. It was a very weird conversation. It was.
0: Uh, Yeah, so uh, Morgan and Reed are looking over the notes from the stalker, and they find the date from the first one. And they think that it must represent some sort of anniversary to this guy. And if Mm. they can figure out the significance of that date, they might be able to figure out what the connection is between Carrie and the stalker. Yeah. It's like, smart move. Yes. I don't know how you would do that. No, I
1: don't know how you would possibly (laughs) be able to come up with that in actuality. two years. Yeah.
0: Like, what were you doing on this day two years ago? I'm like, I don't remember what I was doing two days ago. Right. (laughs) Uh, Carrie tells J.J. and Prentice that she moved to Maryland because her boyfriend lives there. Her firm opened a new office. Um, she says that she really wishes she knew what she was doing to attract the stalker because she'd stop doing it. They're like, don't blame yourself for this. No, <laughs> this is <laughs> not, not your fault. Um, but J.J. reassures her that there isn't anything she could do differently and then the boyfriend calls to say that there's another note at their house as well as a box. Mm. And Prentice is like, uh, Don't touch that. Tell him not to touch yeah, that. Don't <laughs> We're do on anything. The
1: way. Um, I loved this conversation they had with Carrie because they're like, We're going to need you to make a list of all of your acquaintances in both cities, like anyone you've ever met, your exes, any quote unquote indiscretions you may have had. And Carrie pulls out a post it note. To write names down for JJ <laughs> Prentice. I was like, "Well, it won't be that hard to find your stalker." <laughs> That's if true. There's like six names on a post-it note. I'm
0: like, what? Just everyone you've ever encountered. Like, yeah. you're a lawyer. You probably right. work with a lot of like a they, lot of. They people. tell her they
1: need it, and like the indiscretions, like they're making a, you know. Anyone you've ever slept with, kind of. Yeah. But and yeah, she gets out a post. She's like writing on a post-it note while she's talking to them before the boyfriend calls. And I was like,
0: <gasps> Maybe what? I just thought she was like writing down make list. <laughs> 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 maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
1: Ah, yes. I'm just so busy. My stalker will just... I got to write all this down to keep it straight. Yeah, Make the FBI a list of my acquaintances.
0: Maybe that's what she was writing. (laughs) List indiscretions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, is she really writing down anyone she's ever known on that yellow post? No, that's not efficient. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: Uh, Yeah, so Morgan and Reed, um, they uh, see that the photos that they're looking at show that the stalker... Um, has been working out and is really tan now. And you're like, maybe it's a different bicep. Did you see the
1: the two bicep pictures side by side? Please find a still of that to put on the Instagram (laughs) post because I was cracking up. Yeah, It's like one skinny
0: noodle arm, really
1: pale with like a baggy sleeve. And the other one.
0: So buff and tan I know It's like One of them is like My 12 year old's arm And the other one is like Dwayne Johnson <laughs> Yeah It's so funny like, I, This looks like It's two different dudes Actually <laughs> um, Oh it's so good Yeah uh, But yeah The box on the porch uh, Was a pair of earrings And the mm. note says That they're a family heirloom From the stalker And they were his grandmothers mm. And he's like Boy I really hope I get a gift from you soon It's like Oh Oh god oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> were you also wondering? I know 2008, different time. Why, after two years of stocking and getting all of these packages and stuff, that she didn't have some sort of security camera on her front door?
0: Right? Like there were. Right? Security Even then, systems. yeah. I mean, you couldn't have like a nest alarm, but. Right. <laughs> but you
1: could have something simple. Yeah. I mean, you could call a company to have something installed. Do you think that's something you could invest in?
0: Especially if they were frequently showing up at your house to drop things off.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I thought it was strange. Yeah. How little she did. I'm not blaming the victim.
0: No, just... That I would want to do that, right? And she clearly has the means to be able to do that. Yeah, Maybe if it's like a rental, she's not allowed to or something. Maybe but I don't know. Also, like, if why aren't the cops like keeping closer eye on her house? Right,
1: it's all very strange.
0: Uh, anyway, so we're back to the Audrey plot line. Uh, they're talking to her daughter. Her daughter says that um, her dad never hit her mom, and that the mom's a liar um the son and daughter uh both say that if anyone was abused it was the dad because he had to put up with their mom and she was a lousy cook and she couldn't do anything right and they're like uh no she's just really stupid and their dad's the only real parent they ever had and their mom never came to school events or sports games i'm like listen you little shit i wouldn't have gone to your school (laughs) events either you guys suck i was like okay at this
1: point This entire plot line has jumped the shark for me. It's so over the top the way these two kids talk about their mom. How could anyone not think something was amiss in this marriage? Yeah. How could you listen to these two talk about their mom and be like, yeah, she does sound like a piece of shit? Let's lock her up forever. It was like,
0: yeah. It's bizarre. I feel like in that situation, I would be like, wow, you're really lucky that your mom only shot your dad, not you guys. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the son says that she probably killed the dad because she was jealous of how much more he loved them than her. And they were like, well, how do you know that? And he's like, she said so all the time. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, she probably did because she was probably so devastated and sad that like he was like father of the year to these kids while he treated her like shit. That would make me sad too. I'd be very jealous. (laughs) I
1: bet the dad said it all the time too. I bet everybody was saying it. Yeah. Including this. Oh, what is the woman who talks to them? Is she the A, like the ADA or something that approaches them? I come? think so. Yeah, I just, I just don't understand how she could have any of this information and be like, yeah, I'm like, you're a, you're a bad, you're lawyer. right. She must not love you. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, then, uh, we see Ryan and Carrie making dinner together. There's a dog barking outside and Carrie asks Ryan to go check on it. And she's like super chill about it. She's like, can you go check on the dog? Why
1: are you letting the dog out in the backyard by itself when you know your stalker's around?
0: Wouldn't you be worried about the dog? I would. I would have made Ryan go outside and watch the dog go pee. Right. And then bring it right
1: back inside. Like now's not the time to fuck around in the backyard in the dark, Carrie.
0: Um, but yeah, like, I mean... I would be like jumping through my skin on yeah. the dog park. Yeah. Too. Uh But yeah, she um, like he goes out and sees that the gate is open and a man runs through it and identifies himself as a cop. Did at you first think he like, was really? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Even once he identified himself, I'm like, I was is still he very really? suspicious. Yeah, I was like, I now I'm suspicious of all of them. I'm suspicious of the fiance. I'm suspicious of this guy who claims to be the plain clothes cop. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, he tells them to go back inside, and he'll check it out. And he like doesn't even—he just says Silver Springs Police doesn't yeah. show him a badge or anything. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's I, which I is why been, I was like, he's the stalker. I would have been even more scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they find the collar and the unsub stole their dog. No, the and then poor you see dog. the dog like in—it looks like a couch or something. Mm-hmm. And the unsub has it. And he's yeah. like, I miss her too. Like, and you're like, oh, Christ. let that poor dog go. <laughs> you know. we didn't do anything. Uh, so Morgan says the unsub is trying to mirror Ryan, even copying his haircut. Uh, they consider the dog napping to be a serious escalation. And they worry that Ryan could be the next obstacle that he wants to eliminate. Prentice tells Carrie that if the stalker tells... sorry. Um, if the stalker does happen to get her, she should just <laughs> play along mm-hmm. until she gets a chance to escape or attack. Which should make you, if you're
1: Carrie, feel really good about this process. I would they're be like,
0: how about you don't leave me? Yeah. <laughs> how about that? How
1: about don't let him get me? That's yeah. why you're here. And they're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when this all falls apart, which
0: it will, yeah. here's what you should do. And this is why I don't... Like, th- these... Episodes make me so angry because mm-hmm. they've got what four people there, mm-hmm. four people there. I can understand why the local cops don't have time. Yeah, to trail her. Yeah, they literally are only there for that case. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do. Yeah, except work that one case. One of those. You agents, know they don't do
1: anything once it gets dark, Emily. <laughs>
0: it's true. They've got to be home. It's like they've 95, got a five
1: job. They got to rest.
0: Their union would not have <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: Like, look, if something happens to you post 5 p.m., here's what you should do until the sun comes up the next day. Then we'll be on the yeah. scene.
0: Like, one of those agents should be on her at all times. Yes.
1: <laughs> like, you take one look at Morgan, you'd be like, I'd like him to stand by my front door.
0: Right? Last time they his a stalker, they left Reed with her. <laughs> Just Reed. <laughs> like, no, thank you. I would like him to go and analyze some handwriting, yeah. and I would like Morgan to stand by my door. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> He could kick it down if need be, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they also tell Carrie that they need to comb through her life for any clues. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you don't. You just need to sit there with her.
1: Yeah, sit there with her until he
0: shows up again. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. But uh, yeah, they don't do that. No, Uh, Rossi and Hodge go to check out the Henson house, and they note how how absolutely perfect everything is, despite Mm -hmm. the kid's assertion that their mother was a terrible housekeeper. Mm -hmm. And they notice that she even cleaned up the crime scene after the murder.
1: Ooh, what could it all mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, but then we get our profile. Yes. And I was
1: I was expecting more of a profile for the second plot line, for them to like do more of an official profile of her. I thought we were going to get a double
0: profile. I don't think we needed it. I think it was so yeah. obvious that <laughs> yeah, they didn't really true. need a profile or Like, this
1: isn't really a case. We yeah. shouldn't be here. So for our stalker. This man is an incompetent suitor seeking intimacy with a woman unavailable to him. He thinks he's courting his soulmate when in reality he's a total stranger to her. He's making some physical improvements. Even if he's able to get enough confidence to be able to speak to Carrie, she'd find it more like talking to a 12-year-old boy. A very dangerous
0: 12-year-old boy. But a very tan one. That's true. Tan (laughs) and
1: muscular. Must be more like how Morgan was when he was in the ninth (laughs) grade. (laughs) Um, his obsession is heightened as indicated by his following her to Maryland and the amount of detail in the letters. He writes instead of calls, which could mean that he's afraid of how he'll sound. He might be less educated or have some physical issue like a speech impediment. He wouldn't have written March 21st, 2006 in that first letter if the date didn't actually mean something to him. It could be the first time he saw her at the bank or at the movies. The possibilities are endless. Their paths crossed somewhere in Atlanta and he followed her, so we have to focus on what she's doing here and how she's living because he's watching. His move here means that he's committed, and unless he's caught, he'll never break that commitment. Yet, if he perceives that she has broken it, uh, we all know that domestic disputes can be some of the most
0: violent. Yes. So that's all very bleak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Hotch notes that everyone in the Henson family photos looks really happy. Mm-hmm. And Rossi <laughs> is like, yeah, that's really easy to fake. And mm-hmm. then I think this is the first time he's mentioned his multiple yes, ex-wives. Yes. Because yeah. he
1: says there's lots of happy looking photos of me with my exes. And I was like, oh, I love you, Rossi. Oh, that's so great. Um,
0: uh, Hotch asks if Rossi was ever happy in any of his marriages and Rossi's like, yeah, not really, but I didn't try that hard either. <laughs> like, well, at least you're honest. <laughs> um, and he says that he never tried that hard because he never had any kids and Hotch's Hotch takes that extremely personally. Yeah. Not that it has anything to do with him at mm-hmm. all. Um, uh, and he's like, I tried, and I gave everything to Haley and Jack and my job. And you're like, no. no you didn't. You <laughs> did to
1: your job, yeah. for sure.
0: You gave everything to your job, and Haley got the scraps that were left yeah. over. He's like,
1: something had to give. Like, it, again, not your job. Yeah, it wasn't
0: your <laughs> career. It was your It marriage. was your relationship with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they ruminate over their four collective failed marriages. Which I love
1: how they just toss it out there, like the four failed marriages between us. We know Hotch only has one.
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> I, you're like, don't act like those were evenly divided. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're not equally responsible for this. I think Hotch's one fails to compare to Rossi's three, but all right. Yeah, Hotch
0: likes is like, where did it all go wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I just want a prequel of like just rom-com style of Hot Rossi's three marriages. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't want to see him at work at the BAU as a young agent at all. I just want these three marriages. Yeah. Because the, we learn more going later into the series in boys and boys at a wild ride. Yes.
0: Uh yeah, uh, Rossi says that everyone has the breaking point and Haley simply reached hers. <laughs> well, which I thought was good that he didn't let Hotch off the hook. He's like, "No, you know what? Haley like you know, she was done with you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. She was done as she should have been. Yeah. Uh, so Garcia and JJ are talking about Carrie's life. Um, and Garcia is talking about how absolutely gross she feels digging through all of this personal business and everything. Um, and they happen to find out that she visited a women's clinic three times last year. And they ask her about that. Uh, Carrie says that Ryan doesn't know, but she had an abortion because um, they didn't know where their relationship stood. He was living in a different state. She Mm -hmm. was like, you know. She didn't want to,
1: like, trap him or have him feel pressured to give up his career. Yeah, and, like,
0: her career was just taking off and Mm -hmm. everything. And Ryan walks in when she's explaining it, and he gets really mad about it. And, like, he does the whole, like, you didn't think I'd drop everything to raise a baby? Mm -hmm. And, like, it's like like, like... such and I hate that because yeah. it's like such a guilt trip. And he never stops and says, Did you want to drop everything yeah. and raise a baby? Uh-huh. Like maybe this wasn't a good time for you right. either. And well, I, I it, just he makes it about him.
1: Yeah, which is what they all do, don't <laughs> they? <laughs> I applaud criminal minds for a progressive stance on abortion and being like so yeah. vocal about it or plain spoken about it. Because
0: like both JJ and Prentice, are like, we're not judging you. Yeah, like, like we that, just, that's
1: not what this is about. We don't care about your reasons. You do yeah. do you do you, which I think is big for 2008 primetime TV. Yeah. But I understand him being, like, caught off guard. But like you said, this isn't about him. Yeah. And then he gets mad and storms off, leaving her alone when he knows her stalker is, like, around the corner. Yeah. I don't care how mad you are about something.
0: I feel like in that situation, like, you know, I can totally get him being hurt and everything. Like, wouldn't you think that he would just like look at Prentice and JJ and just be like, we need some time. Yeah. Like, get out. Like, you guys go stand in the other room. Yeah. And we need to talk this through. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I guess like... He knows that she's there with those two. Like but, she's leaving but, her But they're not staying. Yeah, night. No, they're gonna leave. <laughs> it's almost five. Yeah. <laughs> They've gotta go. They've gotta punch that time card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't imagine with everything that's going on in her life around that house that he would just leave no matter how mad he was.
0: Especially because he walks out and his car yes. windshield is smashed in.
1: Yes. And you don't immediately go back in to alert everyone. He's just like Oh, darn it. <laughs> Son of a gun. Like somebody accidentally hit his windshield with a rock or yeah. something.
0: But yeah, then we also see the smile uh, the stalker yeah. like watching and smiling from the bushes and mm. it's so gross. Yeah. Um, uh, so JJ's feeling guilty about putting a rift in Ryan and Carrie's relationship and everybody's like, "Hey JJ, you wanted this case. Get it together." Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're she's all over the map emotionally. Like, yeah. "You did this to us." Yeah.
0: So, um, then Carrie leaves work um, alone because no one's watching her, mm-hmm. uh, except for the stalker. Right. Who is absolutely he's watching on it. Her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she sees him across the street and remembers seeing him other places like the dry cleaner and the pharmacy and from like, the beginning. He's and I'm like, I didn't need that. A
1: cre- I know. He's such a creep. If you were already on alert for like somebody creepy being around you, I feel like he would stand right out.
0: Because he's just like standing there staring yeah, at Yeah. He's not like, you subtle. He's could have been chill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess
0: maybe he's been chill up until that moment. I don't I guess, because she's never really noticed him. Yeah. But, like, I think it's funny that she was like, I saw that person in line at the dry cleaner and the pharmacy. Yeah. Like, I could not point out a single person that I saw at CVS yesterday. Um, (laughs)
1: Look, I feel like this is the moment that it bears telling everyone that I texted you from the next room in my house, not realizing you were sitting within eyesight of me in my own home. And I was
0: just creepily staring at you like the stalker guy. So I guess
1: I shouldn't be wondering how she couldn't have noticed that guy because I was almost looking directly at you and I texted you as if you were not already in my house.
0: And I shouldn't be judging that guy. for just staring at somebody who doesn't know that they're there. Uh, yeah, so we uh, cut back to the Audrey storyline. Uh, mm-hmm. They're interviewing her finally. Yes. She fully admits to killing her husband and says that he was never abusive even when she deserved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh my- God. Uh, she says that he was very patient with her, even when she didn't deserve that either. Um, you know, and she's like, I'm somebody who needs a lot of patience and not is like, well, what do you, what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, you know, let's look at me. I'm fat and I'm a terrible housekeeper and I'm a bad cook. And Rossi asks, um, her about the sports and school functions and everything. And Audrey says that she just couldn't go because she knew that she'd embarrass her kids mm-hmm. because of how awful she clearly is. Yeah. we are like, I-
1: this poor right. woman. Yeah, how how? How did they need to call the FBI in for a second opinion on this woman? Yeah. Ugh.
0: Um, so then we cut back to Carrie. She's talking to the cops and telling them about seeing the man, and she works with the sketch artist. And did you did you look at the sketch?
1: <laughs>
0: not closely enough. Um because it's not like great.
1: it's as great as the rest of their sketches usually are.
0: I, I just the thing, I wanna know. I'm just gonna turn my computer around real quick so you can see what they've come up with based on her description. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll put it up on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, I just I need the cut scene where she described the <laughs> stalker at, that resulted in the drawing that we've gotten because i'm like is this the world's worst sketch artist or is carrie really bad at describing what people look
1: like i, know, I feel like anytime there's been somebody a sketch somebody doing a sketch of someone on this show it's been terrible it's, it doesn't
0: look anything like it you would yeah. never be able to identify that guy no It doesn't look sketch. any we need a side by side
1: of that yeah. sketch
0: in him oh my god it's it's laughably bad <laughs> um But yeah, uh, JJ is like, I'm gonna go put the sketch out. And (laughs) you're like, well, it's not gonna help save your time.
1: And you know, it's different because I feel like in the past, they have just had really bad sketches. It's not that that's a bad sketch, it just
0: isn't a bad of that person. Do you think they like drew the sketch and then recast the stalker? (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe that's what it is. Uh, But Carrie's like, yeah, I'm going to go home and talk to Ryan. And they're all like, bye. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Best of luck to you. Really? Nobody's going to go? Safe travel. Okay. You four just stay here then (laughs) and continue on your nothing that you're clearly doing. (laughs) Uh, So Hotch and Rossi go to the lawyer and they're like, hey, so... um, We suspect that Audrey has been severely psychologically abused for her entire life. mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's like, "Mm." everyone's so quick to believe that a woman could be a victim. And they're like, did you talk to her? (laughs) Oh my god! Like this woman is just this lawyer's the worst. Yeah. Uh, And they're like, there's one thing we haven't asked her about yet, and we think you should come in with us. And she's like, fine. I'll see what I guess. Uh, so then Orion, uh, Ryan arrives at home and looks across the street and happens to see a man walking their dog. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I've said it before, I'm not a dog person really. Um, but the dog that the man was walking looked to me. Very different. Nothing like yes. the dog that we had yes. seen. The one earlier looked like a beagle. Yeah. <laughs> like this dog <laughs> is huge. I'm like, am I dog blind? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought they looked very different okay. too. Um but yeah, the unsub is like, it's, uh, he's like, it's, it's not the unsub. It's mm-hmm. just another guy. And he's insisting. He's like, no, this isn't your dog. This isn't your dog. Mm-hmm. And Ryan attacks him. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like his dog. It nope. looks like Ryan's losing his <laughs> yes. absolute mind in the scene. Uh, but Carrie sees the altercation from the window and turns around to see that the unsub is in her house. Ah. And, of course, no one from the team is there right now because no, they're no. all just hanging out. They
1: had other things to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, the dog walker guy says that he was paid by a man in a brown van to walk the dog up and down the street. Which, what
1: middle-aged man
0: that was would just take me.
1: a dog for $50 and be like, here's $50 when you walk this dog for me. As an adult, you would be like... That's no, that's weird. Suspicious. Yeah, like yeah. no. And then you'd call the police and be like, "Some man in a van just sense. tried to make me walk a dog."
0: Yeah. If he asked a kid, it would have made more sense if it was like a twelve-year-old kid. Which of course Ryan's not going to punch out a twelve-year-old kid, right? But that would have made sense because, like, yeah, a twelve-year-old kid's going to be like, "Sure, fifty bucks. All I have to do is walk this dog around." Yeah. Like they wouldn't think twice about it right. because it's a child. But an adult should think twice. Yeah. Um. So the uh, they also find that Carrie is missing. Um, the stalker is showing Carrie all of the van, all of the photos of her that he has taped to the walls of his van. Mm-hmm. Um, he, she tells him that it's really good to see him in person, and he's like, "Oh, you remember? Where have you seen me before?" And she's like, oh, "Was it? It was the, on the twenty first, right?" <laughs> and he's like, oh, "You remember?" It's like <laughs> I was like, Whoa. "Carrie's doing
1: better than me. He would have killed me already."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know who you are, man." <laughs> um, so then Garcia. I did not understand this search. No I, I
1: love that Garcia just has like a jobs database, just yeah, a general job. She was
0: like, um, looking for brown vans in Maryland that are registered in Georgia. Yeah. What why would that exist? Yeah. There's no there's no database of <laughs> cars that are currently in a state. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they're like, well, let's, uh, let's just pull the top three. Yeah. And the third one that they look at, um, the guy happens to work for an agency that provides tech support specifically to law firms. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. <laughs> uh, Prentice guesses that the stalker wouldn't take Carrie somewhere he wants to go, but somewhere that she want to, would want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, And Ryan says that he proposed at Chesapeake Beach. I'm like, why would he want to take her to a place where someone else proposed to her? Um, But that's where they go. I don't know, but yeah. So then Rossi, Hotch, and Satan's head council go in to talk to Audrey. (laughs) Um, She says she remembers putting her husband's clothes away, and you see like the like, you know, like. The flashback. The flashback of mm-hmm. her measuring the space between the hangers because they yeah. all have to be, like, e- An inch apart. Yeah, yeah exactly. An inch apart. yeah. Um, like, this guy's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> um, she says that she was doing it and looked over and saw him and just knew that she had to kill him right then. And then after that, she cleaned up, not to hide what she had done, but because her husband would have been furious if the police had seen the mess. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is supposed to come off as some smoking gun. Yeah. Like, like but, like... This is not worse than anything else she's already said. Right. Like, why would this
1: change? Be the thing that convinces the. What, yeah, ridiculous when she's heard lawyer. everything else yeah.
0: and was like, no, that sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah. Like, I,
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Uh, but yeah, then Hotch says that. Um, Life with the husband would have been punishment enough for Audrey already, and mm. the lawyer seems to have had a change of heart and wants to charge her with criminally ne- negligent homicide, and that she'll probably just get off with probation. Mm. Like, and then what?
1: Yeah, like what? Do you, where where does this woman go from here? Yeah, what like, does she do? She has no finances. She has no like financial history. She's nothing. not going to be approved for the, a credit card kids or are horrible. She can't like rent anything. Yeah.
0: She has nothing. The mm-hmm. kids aren't going to give her anything. Yeah. Like she's screwed. This poor, poor woman. Mm-hmm. Like she might've been better off in prison. At least yeah. she'd be taken care of there yeah. to some extent. Like she's going to end up homeless. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I know it's insane. Yeah.
0: It was just such like, this is such a better storyline than the dumb stalking storyline. Like <sighs> I wish they would have fleshed this out because mm-hmm. it's so much more interesting. Yeah. Uh, But back in the van, the van (laughs) down by the beach, uh, Carrie thanks the unsub for taking her away and asks him to untie her. And he does. And then he kisses her hands. Mm -hmm. And he recounts the story of the first encounter when he fixed her computer. And then he kisses her on the mouth. And it is so hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. uh, um, She asks if they can go for a walk. And he opens the van and leads her out, but grabs a gun on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, holds onto her arm as they walk, so she can't get away from him. Um, but they conveniently happen to walk right past the team, and they're all hiding behind a building. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he holds the gun to Carrie, and um, the team uh, is trying to talk him down. Um, but Carrie says that she really wants to be with him. She wants to go back to Atlanta and find a house where they can, love, like, live together and be together and mm-hmm. everything. And he lowers the gun and puts it back in his pocket and Carrie takes off running and Morgan just like spider monkeys out of nowhere. (laughs) Morgan sneaks
1: in for the tackle. It's the first Morgan tackle that's been completely justified in quite a few episodes. I know
0: it's a good, you like, you feel good about him Mm -hmm. tackling that guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Prentice and JJ comfort Carrie and then Ryan shows up and gives her a big hug and you're like, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for getting it together. (laughs) Um, Then we get our next quote. Susan B. Anthony said, a woman must not depend on the protection of man, but must be taught to protect herself. Like, I think she meant in a legal sense. But
1: But that's all right. Okay. I liked that Prentice gave the opening quote and JJ gave the closing quote. Yeah.
0: Um, And I also like this part too, because Rossi is like walking past Hotch's office and he looks in and Hotch is like still working and he looks really stressed out and Mm -hmm. everything. And Rossi just like, turns and walks away. (laughs) He's like, bummer. Sucks to be him and just leaves. Uh, But then you see Prentice and she's walking past JJ's office and Mm -hmm. looks in and JJ seems all like stressed out and harried and everything. And Mm Prentice walks in, and she's like, hey, are you okay? You seem really stressed (laughs) out. And I was like, yes. Uh, But J.J. says that she's just been really tired, and Prentice is like, you know what? Just go home, get some sleep, take care of yourself. Um, And she leaves, and J.J. opens up a folded piece of paper and looks at it and then picks up her phone to call Will and tells him that she's pregnant.
1: (gasps) So this is supposed to explain... Why J.J.'s been a mess this whole episode. But nothing, when they took the stalking case, had anything to do with having a baby. And I didn't understand why she was, like, so yeah, intent on, on taking this case. And supposed to be like, ah, that's why, because she's pregnant.
0: Like, yeah. Those
1: two things aren't related to each other.
0: Not really. And then, like, I don't know. I just, I forgot that... Like the pregnancy announcement happened the episode after. Yeah. She tells Will she wants to break up with him because yeah. her relationship isn't going anywhere.
1: <laughs> so they have a lot of promise, the <laughs> two of them now. Yeah, this a, is a very healthy relationship. She's
0: like, oh, I think we just need to talk. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> you have a lot to talk
1: about. About more than just that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And but that, yeah, that's that. That's it.
1: Um, so, how would you rate the profile as far as accuracy, helpfulness, and plausibility on a scale of one to ten? It didn't really help
0: them do anything, no, it didn't really help them, and like then the accuracy, like parts of it were accurate, but then they were like talking about like, well, he writes letters because you know because like, he's a
1: speech impediment. there's something wrong with the way that
0: he talks and he seems yeah. uneducated and I'm like he's he's a tech guy, yeah, and he taught like he's the way he speaks mm-hmm. is fine, yeah, and also like. You know, they're, like, well, he's, you know, like, been working on, like, improving his appearance and, like, all this stuff. And it's, like, he he looks fine. Yeah. Like, there's nothing he's about. an average guy. Yeah. He just looks like a normal guy. But, mm-hmm. like, also, like, Ryan is no huge prize either. Right, like, He just also looks like a dude.
1: Yeah. Like, It's yeah, I don't
0: know. But yeah,
1: they were like, it's pretty middle of the road. I think like a five, maybe like nothing really special about this profile.
0: Yeah, it's like you just you should have just followed her. Yeah. And then you would have been able to catch him a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. It would have been fine. Uh,
1: We have Hotch at a seven and a half now for our Hotch watch. Would you add or take anything away?
0: I don't know. 'Cause it's like he did things that made me really mad and then he mm-hmm. did things that I really liked in this one. Yeah.
1: Well maybe it evens out. And I he feel just like it's seven of and even a half out
0: because like the whole time where he's like lamenting, you know, his failed relationship but yeah. not taking any responsibility for said yeah. failed Yeah, if, if he had
1: if he had said like, Well, I yeah. was too dedicated to my job and I let everything else fall to the wayside and then I lost her, like that, I would have been like, Yeah, all the points back, up to a ten. Yeah. But
0: no. But no, he takes—he's still yeah. You know, he still takes no and responsibility. Half. But like, I did like all the stuff with Audrey, where yeah. he was like, "Look at this woman." Yeah, obviously. Oh so. But he's good at that.
1: Like he—that's where he's earned points back from us in the past. Yeah, stuff like advocate, advocating for victims. Yeah,
0: outside of his own personal life. Mm-hmm.
1: When it comes to himself, yes, shockingly opaque. <laughs> um, so we've got a, another white man. Up to 22 to only three so far in season three that we're not. So 88% of season three have been white men. Overall, we're 63 to 10, 86% white men so far. It's still, I mean, out of 60 some episodes, only
0: 10 have been not white men. Yeah. And this season is really low. And like you were pointing out, the season's almost over.
1: Yeah. We're going to have a season wrap up another Superlatives bonus episode soon. Yeah. It's crazy. We have so many good things. You can get the merch, bonus episodes coming your way. Yeah. Just, well, it's like a real podcast. I know. <laughs> um, well, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave a. Oh, wait. I forgot to say the next episode is Tabula Rasa.
0: Oh, yeah. I like vaguely remember this one, but not the specifics. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Me too. I'm I'm, I'm sure once one. it starts, I'll be like, oh, yeah." I yes. feel
0: like this was a good one, mm-hmm. but I've been burned before <laughs> by <laughs> ones where I'm like, this is a good one. I start watching it. I'm like, this is trash. <laughs> oh,
1: wait. I remembered this because it's nonsense. <laughs> uh, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at The Unsub is a White Man. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next week, we'll be